With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash acquire. That's linkedin.com slash acquire. Terms and conditions apply. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Caixin Seneca Business Brief, a joint podcast from The China Project and Caixin Global. We bring you the most critical business and finance news from China. I'm Kaiser Guo from the Seneca Podcast, part of The China Project. On this week's episode, China's economy grew 4.5% in the first quarter, recovering from last year when private equity investment plunged to an eight-year low. Plus, the AI mania continues in China as short video giant ByteDance has released a suite of products to help other companies with large-scale AI modeling. Let's jump right in. According to China's official data, the nation's GDP grew 4.5% year-on-year in the first quarter, beating expectations as growth in consumption and industrial production picked up after the country scrapped its COVID restrictions. The number exceeded China's 2.9% GDP growth in the fourth quarter last year, the last quarter that the country's zero-COVID policy was in place. However, the economic recovery was uneven. Year-over-year growth in fixed asset investment, a key driver of economic development, actually slowed in March following a small increase in the January-February period. So did infrastructure investment growth. Analysts said, China is in the early stage of a cyclical upturn and that it will take two quarters to convince investors the recovery is real. One is to show the improvement and a second to show the first isn't just a blip. Let's move on to private equity. PE investment in China plummeted more than half to $62 billion last year, hitting an eight-year low. That's according to a recent report by consulting firm Bain. The poor showing followed 10 years of rapid expansion. According to the report, the average deal size fell to slightly over $80 million last year, the lowest since 2013, while the number of deals was down almost 40%. Bain said that many PE investors in a December survey cited a weak economy as their top concern, followed by China-U.S. tensions, policy uncertainties, and exit issues. Next, a recent report from a Chinese research institute shows that China has only about one-fifth as many top AI researchers as the U.S. According to the report, China last year had about 230 of the world's top AI researchers, or 12% of the global total, while the U.S. had more than 1,100. That's well over half the total. As the report reveals, China has an AI talent pool of around 950,000 people. 
Despite a large talent base, the country's AI industry was short some 300,000 highly skilled workers, with the shortage particularly severe in the fields of chips, machine learning, and natural language processing. That's why China has been scaling up efforts to train more talent in AI in recent years. In other AI news, while many Chinese tech firms are racing to create chat GPT challengers, TikTok's owner ByteDance is doubling down on its technology offerings for the large-scale AI modeling needs of its corporate clients. On Tuesday, Volcano Engine, a smart tech brand, rolled out a range of new proprietary cloud products, including an updated machine learning platform that is designed to help AI specialists train large-scale models. The move is the latest effort by ByteDance to cash in on its cloud computing capabilities, which helped catapult TikTok and news aggregator Toutiao to stardom by using big data and deep learning technology to provide users with personalized content. ByteDance officially launched Volcano Engine in 2021 to focus on selling proprietary AI technology, such as recommendation algorithms and data analytics, to corporate clients. Before the launch, the company had been quietly operating Volcano Engine for a year, providing business growth technologies to clients including JD.com, Bilibili, and China Construction Bank. In recent months, tech giants' race to develop AI-powered chatbots has sparked enthusiasm among Chinese tech entrepreneurs, including Meituan's billionaire co-founder Wang Huiwen and Google China's former chief Kaifu Li. We hate to end this week's business brief on a sad note, but tragedy struck Beijing this week as 29 people died in a hospital fire in the capital. Local authorities detained 12 people after the incident, seen as the capital's deadliest blaze in years. The fire broke out around noon Tuesday in the inpatient department of Changfeng Hospital. The incident exposed safety issues at the hospital, an initial investigation found the fire was caused by combustible paint that was ignited by sparks generated by workers who were renovating the hospital's interior. On the internet, people complained about how slowly information about the incident was being released. Local media reported that the families of some of the victims said they knew nothing about the fire until it was officially reported. Let's turn now to Caixin Global reporter Kelsey Chung, who joins us from Beijing. Hello, Kelsey, and welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, Kaiser. It's great to be back. So today we're talking about a story related to Apple, but not actually about the U.S. giant itself. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. The focus of today's story is on Apple's Chinese mainland suppliers. Many of them have become heavily reliant on the American company for its business over the years, and now they're trying to cut their reliance on Apple and trying to explore prospects of making other things like automobile parts. Ah, that is really interesting. And just so we know, how reliant are these companies on Apple for their business exactly? These Chinese suppliers have made a lot of money by selling parts and labor to Apple. And as a result, they've become increasingly dependent on its business. So let me give you uh, two examples of two Shenzhen-listed companies. So LuxShare, one of Apple's contract manufacturers, saw sales to Apple make up 74% of its 2021 revenue. Meanwhile, GoerTech, which makes Apple's AirPods, relied on the company for about 42% of its revenue that same year. 
sounds super lucrative to me. So what happened to lead these companies to want to stop relying on Apple so much to try to diversify? Well, the situation comes as U.S.-China relations worsens, bringing renewed scrutiny of the Chinese supply chains of these American companies. And these very successful firms owe their growth to lower-cost mainland component makers and contract assemblers. A J.P. Morgan report in September said that Apple has more than 95% of its products, which, as we all know, are iPhones, AirPods, Apple Watches, MacBooks, made in China. At the same time, these Chinese suppliers are feeling the squeeze of a slowdown in the consumer electronics market and rising labor costs. These concerns have been broiling for a while now, but they've finally come to head as Apple faces political pressure at home to move its operations out of China. But it's worth noting that there has been no official word from the company about any plan to abandon its long-running China strategy. In fact, uh, CEO Tim Cook visited the Sunny Twin Apple store that's right next to our offices during his visit to Beijing last month. But there have been some signs. I see. What kinds of signs are we talking about? Reuters reported in March that new Apple contracts were awarded to manufacturers in neighboring India, while Nikkei Asia said this month that the U.S. firm is in talks to make laptops in Thailand. And the J.P. Morgan analyst, which I quoted earlier, predicted that around 25% of Apple products will be manufactured outside of the Chinese mainland by 2025. Oh, wow. So how are these Chinese suppliers responding to that? Some of these suppliers are gently talking up their efforts to diversify, not only away from Apple, but from consumer electronics. So what are they going to make now, if not mainly Apple products? Well, it's all about auto parts now. LuxShare, the major Apple supplier I just mentioned, said it has been pushing into the telecoms and automobiles markets. The company has been making electronic connectors for cars since 2008, a business that it believes will be very profitable. The same goes for WingTech technology, which has made notebooks for Apple since 2021. I see. Uh, Any other options? Yes, another option is for China's Apple suppliers to compete in the overseas markets. But this is not without risks. While India has emerged as a key destination for the American firm, regular spats between New Delhi and Beijing are threatening the ability of Chinese firms to follow it. By comparison, these Chinese firms are keener to expand in Vietnam, where some have already set up factories. Still, analysts say it would take years for Apple to recreate the massive and sophisticated supply chains it has built in China. Got you. Definitely a big headache for both Apple and its Chinese manufacturers. Thank you, Kelsey, for all of that. You're welcome, Kaiser. Let's talk next time. And if our listeners would like to learn more about how these Chinese suppliers are seeking new options, please head online to CaixinGlobal.com. And that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. The Caixin Seneca Business Brief was produced this week by Kaiser Guo and by Lin Jinbing, Michael Bellart, and Zizan Wang at Caixin Global. Special thanks to Li Xin of Caixin Global. Thanks to Spring and Autumn for the music. Check out some of the other great podcasts on the Seneca Network, like the amazing China in Africa podcast and Strangers in China. And for daily news and views, make sure to subscribe to Access from the China Project. Again, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Take care.